Hallelujah. Please be seated in the Lord's presence. I want us to uh, go into the word of God. I will not preach long. Um, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 1. Faith for extraordinary living. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated. That he should not see death. And he was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I really like what Pastor Tino shared with us uh, during the offering message this morning. Um, it is... It is an aspect of the word of God and faith in God that means a lot to me personally. Um, and something that I have um, interacted with a lot over the years. Um, you were, those of you who were with us during the, um, um, the Charlotte, the New Horizon Convention in Charlotte, you know, we had such a glorious weekend. Hallelujah. The Lord really blessed us. We're so thankful. Amen. Amen. We would never be able to thank him enough for all that he did. And it was only a beginning of the, the, the things that the Lord is promised to accomplish in this new season. We're truly excited about it. Truly excited about it. And um, I, um, I'm very thankful for those of us that were able to be a part in spirit and in person. And we're very, very grateful for that. But on the morning of the ordination service, the Sunday morning service, this was um, an early morning experience for me. Sometimes, oftentimes like that, the Lord will, it's not just in studying the word, it's, the, it's almost like the Lord speaking and I'm transcribing. I'm actually scribing and writing down what he's saying. I know for many people that may sound strange, but it really does happen, actually. Um, it really does happen. I don't know if that's, um, that's something that happens just because he uses our mouths to speak to his people. So he, because we are yielded to him, we ask him for what to say, then he puts his words in our mouth so we can speak it. But sometimes there are these experiences that we have where you know the Lord himself is actually speaking clearly, specifically. 
and uh, he wants he wants you his vessel to speak those words to his people well that was the experience that um i personally had the sunday morning of our new horizon convention it was such a powerful encounter with the lord um and um that I don't know when an event like that is repeated in our ministry. I really don't know because the Lord, our times are in his hands. But I knew that that was a very, very significant occasion. And um, early that morning, um, you know, the Lord spoke these three things to me and I started writing them down. And he wanted me, I didn't do a good job of preaching that morning. I think I was just overwhelmed by the weight of the service and the significance of that weekend itself. But I, I thank God that as he was speaking it, I was writing it down. And, and these are the three major things. And, and this, these are the things that he wanted me to speak. I want to say them to you again before I go back to ministering to you on faith, the concept of faith. Listen to this. Number one, it is an amazing work and mystery of redemption that the almighty God who is perfect in all his ways will choose to enter into covenant partnership and use flawed, broken human vessels to do his work on the earth and be content with it. And be content with it. It truly is a mystery of redemption. It is a mystery of redemption. Look at yourself. Look at me. That God, the Almighty, who is perfect in all his ways, he has no failing, no weakness, no flaws whatsoever, that this Almighty God will choose to enter into covenant partnership and assume equality. It blows my mind. It always blows my mind. That almighty God can release so much power to man on earth. Man that is so fallible, so weak, so weak, so vulnerable that God will choose to walk with us. It is amazing. It is truly amazing. It is really a mystery of, of redemption. Because God has no failings whatsoever. And yet, when he calls people to walk with them and to walk through them, he comes into partnership. All he's looking for is a good heart. That's all God is looking for, a good heart. And you see, throughout your journey, all the Lord wants to keep doing is to keep fashioning your heart. When the Lord sees areas of your heart that need work, that he will keep fashioning it. He will keep fa- God will never be tired of working on your heart. All those other things, they would, they would happen as, as you go. But your heart is primary. Your heart is primary. And once God finds people who are yielded in their heart, the journey is endless. And one of the things the Lord does first is to enter into covenant partnership with us. Hallelujah. He makes his ability available to you. He makes his grace available to you. He makes everything that is important to him available to you. And he shares in oneness with you. See, I know this should give us confidence. All of us. You should always remember, I'm not alone. God is with me. You may feel weak. You may feel tired sometimes. You may feel um, like life is daunting and life is, you know, challenging. But always remember, God is with me. He's working with me. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The second one is success is not trying so hard to show and tell the world what you have. But true success is allowing what God has invested in you to speak to the world as your story unfolds. I really like this line. God did not call you so he can prove something. He called you so he can build something. Every one of us. God wants to build something through your life. God wants to build something through your life. You may say me, like Gideon, say I'm, I'm the least. I'm the least qualified. Yeah, God said, don't worry. We have already taken care of that through redemption. I want to build something through you. Hallelujah. Look at that line one more time. God did not call you so he can prove something. He called you so he can build something. God wants to build something through you. Hallelujah. God wants to build something through you on the earth. Through you, he wants the glory of God to be reflected in your family, in your relationships, at your job. Always remember, your primary assignment on this earth is to reflect the glory of God. Like, you know, no matter what you are dealing with, until God gets the glory, that thing is not over. No matter what you are dealing with, no matter where you are in life, until God gets the glory, it is not over. So remember, God is not, is not trying to prove something. He's trying to build something. He wants to build something through you. And then the last one was the only pressure you must entertain in your life is the pressure to do the will of God at all costs and to fulfill his purpose for your existence. That is the only pressure God has given you grace to bear. Any other pressures you tolerate in your life will ensure you don't arrive at your destination. Your only acceptable response to pressure is faith. The only acceptable response to the pressures of life is faith in God. All of us are surrounded by pressure. Pressure to do well. Pressure to move forward. Pressure to answer questions. Pressure to deal with the issues of life. Pressure, pressure. There'll be pressure from the world. There'll be pressure from the enemy, the, 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 the enemy of our souls. There'll be pressure from ourselves, from within ourselves. Sometimes, in fact, the pressures from within ourselves are the biggest um, challenges we face sometimes. The pressure. The pressure. Life will put you under pressure. Oh, hallelujah. Life will put you under pressure. Pressure to do well. Pressure to succeed. Pressure to thrive. Pressure to show that you, you are not a failure. But my friends... The only acceptable response to the pressures of life is faith in God. Young people, older people, married people, unmarried people, family members, career people, ministers, whoever you are. The only acceptable response to the pressures of life is faith in God. You heard me speak very, very directly 
to um, our minister, Pastor Ashish, who was visiting from, from India and who the Lord uses to coordinate a lot of our work. And you heard some of the things that I said to him very, very directly. You know, some of the presentation, the presentation on Saturday was so awesome. And later on in the fall, we're going to bring some of those things back during our ALO services and things like that. We're going to. But you, you heard as you heard the slight tint as some of those presentations were going on. Um, things like, you know, we need so much. And if people don't help us, it is impossible. You must never say words like that, ever. You must never, ever put your destiny and the things that God has committed to you, put it at the mercy of any human being. It, you must never do it. Amen. There are pressures that rise up from within us where we feel if somebody can just help me. I've been there so many times as a pastor. I've been there so many times as a minister of the gospel. Where we feel, if somebody can just help me, if somebody will just help me, I can do my, I can do my work. I, I can get my, my dreams accomplished. If somebody, if somebody somewhere, if somebody, see, somebody in many of our lives have become our gods. And because we have, we have yielded so much to that pressure, God's hands are tied many times. Mind you, this doesn't only have to do with issues of material provision. Please, hear me. You will find out, I said it during that convention as well, there are many things in life that money does not have the answer to. Maybe somebody you know can give you money. Praise God. That's a blessing. But what about when you have a health problem that nobody has the answer to? What are you going to do then? What are you going to do then? What about when things are happening in the lives of your children that nobody eats, you just don't know what to do? You, there's no answer. You don't know where to go. You don't know who to turn. You talk to. I mean, what are you going to do then? Life comes with challenges and pressure, a lot of pressure. And many of the pressures that come to us from life are pressures that make us, you know, like, the, like they say in sports, pressure will bust the pipe. You know, sometimes the pressures of life sometimes press us so hard, we just, sometimes we lose our mind. And before we know it, we are doing crazy things. We are doing crazy things. And we look back and we say, how did I do that? How did I end up doing that? It's because we yielded to pressure. But the only acceptable Response to the pressures of life is faith in God. Is faith in God. I have now learned to say this and I say regularly. If God does not do it, let it remain undone. If God does not do it, let it remain undone. My only assignment is to dream. Yes, my assignment is to dream. To have a vision and to yield to God and to walk with him. And to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
Now I found out many times, obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit will bring your visions and your dreams into quicker manifestation. And many times in us yielding to the pressures of life, it's even difficult to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's very difficult to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Oh, how I love the way the Lord walks. Walking with Him sometimes almost feels like there's a real physical human being walking with you. Honestly. Sometimes the wisdom of God. Sometimes. You know, you are looking at something and before you know the wisdom of God says, do this, do this, do this. And you go, I never thought about that. And there, the answer to your problem, the answer to your issues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I love walking with the Lord. How many people here love walking with the Lord? I love walking with the Lord. I love walking with the Lord. The Lord will have to forgive me for this because I did say I was not even going to share this. And you have to forgive me and Emmanuel David has to forgive me. But this is so in line and I'm going to say, you know, our our son Edie just, you know, the Lord just blessed him with a job in Chicago. Um, It's the exact job that he wanted. Exactly what he wanted. I mean, all the details of it. He's taking two gap years before continuing on to med school to do psychiatry. These gap years, for him, he had dreams about it. He had specific things he wanted to accomplish. And as parents, we always want to jump out to help our children. When he got his first disappointing thing, something he had tried to get, and he came back, he, they offered him the thing, he just, he just know what, it was not what he wanted. So he said to them, well, if you can change this one and change that one, and then I'll take it. But he thought, well, they even, he looked at where he was going to be, where they were going to have him walk in Chicago. He didn't want to go there. So he outright rejected the offer. He just said, no, I don't want it. And as parents, you know, the next thing you are thinking, you are constantly, you know, you know, pressure. The next thing we're thinking is, how can we make it easy for him? You know, maybe we, you know, we can provide this place for him. We can have him go there and we can help him save by, you know, we can do this. We can do this, you know. And, and we had that conversation, you know, Pastor Sino and I had that conversation. I said, you know what, that's not our job. That's not our job. Our job is to let God walk. Let God walk. Let the Lord walk. Let let the Lord do the work. But in order to not succumb to all these pressures, you will have to rest. You will have to rest in God. Like I said, if God does not do it, let it remain undone. He knows what he's doing. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's something he's trying to do. Maybe there's, he has something different. Maybe he has something prepared. Maybe he's trying to teach us something. Maybe, I don't know what. I don't understand everything. But I know under, I understand a few things. That it is not hard for God to give you a miracle. It is not hard. It is not hard. And uh, so we agreed. You know, we're, we're going to back up. We're not, we're not doing that. Pressure. Pressure. How many times have we 
you know, you've been pressured. You just, because you want to get something done. It's in your heart. You want to get something done. You know, somebody, somebody can help you get it done. And sometimes you want to go say it to them. Pressure. And we've learned, just rest in the Lord. Just rest in God. It's actually a testament to your faith. When you learn to rest in God. The more you rest in God, the, the easier it is for God to work for you. Yes. See, we're not there. We know nobody in that city. Well, we know some people, but, I mean, <laughs> that's... Eh, the jobs is, the kind of things he's trying to get, the kind of things, I mean... Uh, I mean, his mom is even quite well connected in the Cleveland area. To help, you know, talk to some people or whatever. And he said, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Well, listen, miraculously, this was the quickest, quickest job opening, job offer I have ever had about, ever. Amen. Within two days, I mean, we talked to him within two days. Two days ago, he didn't have a job. Two days later, he was telling us all these stories of all these things that the Lord did and finally gave him a job and now he's looking for an apartment to rent. My friends, we had no hand in it. We did not talk to anyone. We did not ask anyone. We, we had no hand in it. The word of God truly works, my friends. Don't be afraid. Don't be, look, the word, like, I, I, I took that from Pastor Tinuna. The word is enough. The word is enough. All we need is the guarantee of the word of God. And be willing to walk with the Holy Spirit. Be willing to walk. Because every day, as you walk with the Lord, God is putting you in position. And he's putting things in position for you. Be willing our job is to create a legacy of faith. Yes. If as a parent, we, we raise our children, we feed them the word of God, we teach them how to know the voice of the Holy Spirit, we teach them early how to make good decisions in life, yes. we teach them how to have great values, godly values, and we encourage them to enjoy their lives. Not let any human being put them in bondage. You know, you're a pastor's child. You shouldn't be acting like that. Shush. Oh, yeah. Here's why many pastor's children are lost. They are lost. Pressure to be this. Pressure to be that. Pressure to be this. They can't please everybody. So very early, we release them from that pressure. Very early. You can be anything you want to be. You can do anything you want to do. Just make, make sure Jesus is in the center. That's it. Hallelujah. So all I want to know, with anything you are doing, is Jesus in the center. Have fun. Do anything you need to. But let when I ask you, I want you to tell me Jesus is in the center. That's all I care. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. And when you're a pastor's kid, you know, you grow up seeing your parents... Live under intense pressure. Pressures they don't share about. Pressure, I mean, and many of those pressures, really, to be fair, are from them within themselves. It's not people, it's them. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, most of the pressure I have dealt with in my life has actually been mostly from within me, not from outside. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, but, and, and you see that, you, it, it plays out subconsciously, whether you plan it or not. And the people around you, especially your children, your family, they see it, they feel it. They see it, they feel it. They see you carrying the burdens of the world on your shoulder. They see you in your moments and you are happy. They see that. And they see sometimes you flip and you are just so sad. And they know nothing happened. <laughs> they, saw, they wonder what's going on. They know. Hallelujah. They know. But as you grow and all of us keep growing. As you grow and you help the next generation not to deal with what you dealt with. That's the advantage of legacy. Yes. Yes. My children don't have to suffer what I suffered. Amen. The people I raise in the things of the spirit don't have to suffer the things I suffered. Any minister I raise in the ministry who listens to me clearly and follows the instructions I give, whether they are, whether they are hard or soft, gentle or, or if they follow, the, there is no way they will not succeed. It is impossible for them. The problem is, will they follow? Or will they grow a hard head? See, most people think they know it all. Yeah, most people don't know anything. Because until you have walked a road, you have not experienced it. No matter what you think you know, until you've actually walked that road, you have not experienced it. There are things I can tell you. that a million, Reading a million books, you will not find it in there. Just because I walk the road. And it is my advantage to be able to protect you so you don't deal with the things I had to deal with. Faith is a rest. One of the greatest things, one of the greatest things you can receive in your life is the benefit of the rest that comes through faith. So you may have heard me that Saturday evening after our, our brother, Pastor Ashish, I don't know if he's online today, when, when you know, he finished with his pres- presentation and you heard me, we prayed over him, we blessed him, I celebrated him. But then you heard me say some things to him. And some of those things, I know people sometimes don't understand. Why does he do that? Why does he do that? Is because I know I can quickly, by the help of God, I can save him from falling into a trap that the devil has set for him. Do you know how many pastors suffer from depression because of pressure? Real, I'm talking real depression. I'm talking real depression because of pressure. Disappointment here, disappointment there, failure here, failure there. There are times you wonder, is God even around? And yet you have to get up on Sunday morning and preach and talk about that God. And you are wondering, is he still here? But when you train, when you learn and train yourself to walk the walk of faith and live the life of faith, then you will win. 
you will reign. You've heard all these things on TV. People say, oh, we're going to go off the air. If you don't help us, if you don't send us another dollar, they will shut down our station. Oh, we will not be able to, you know, you've heard these things in churches. Our church will close down if you don't give, if you don't, you've never heard that in the, you will never hear it. You will never hear it. As long as Jesus tarries. And as long as I'm here, you will never hear it. If you don't give the next dollar, if you don't, they will, we will, they will shut down and we will not be able to wash it. You will not hear it. We will not be able to help another orphan. We will not be able to help another widow. You will not be, no, you will never hear it from here. If you don't give that dollar, if you don't, no, you will never hear it here. Because that's just putting pressure on, on people. Just putting pressure on people. You, you hear us teach, teach about tithes and offerings and, and, and as the Lord provides, we trust God and we use it. But you will never hear anybody. I have never, God is my witness. I have never called, as a minister of the gospel of over 30 years, I have never called a human being anywhere to ask them for money to pay any bill, personal or ministry. It has never happened. And many of the bills have been unpaid. And sometimes there have been repercussions for that. But guess what? We walked through that road of faith and we arrived on the other side. If it does, if it will not, if God doesn't do it, let it stay undone. Let it stay undone. But you know what? He will do it. He will come through for you in the midnight hour. I said he will come through for you in the midnight hour. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. The only acceptable response to the pressures of life is faith in God. See spouses putting pressure on one another. Parents putting pressure on their children. Children putting pressure on their siblings and on their parents back. Don't do it. The only acceptable response to the pressures of life is faith in God. I've heard people say, if you don't, if you don't do this, I will die. (laughs) I had one person one time told, you know, you are my only, uh, I think it was somebody was telling Pastor Tinuda, you are my only hope. The day she read me that message, I said, tell that person I'm not doing it. (laughs) No, seriously. No, this happened. I mean, this happened. Actually, just a few weeks ago. Actually, just a few weeks ago. So you are my only hope. You are the only hope left that God has left for me in this world. If you don't do it, I said, that's it. Let them, you are not doing it. When anybody puts you in the place of God, you are an idol. They say, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't. I said, that's it. And, and that, and, and it was not done. How is it that the enemy gets us is through pressure. My brothers and my sisters, please, 
As I let me close, I haven't, I haven't read many scriptures. Forgive me. You know, a lot of services I preach and I give you many scriptures. Today, I guess the Holy Spirit is, is this the way He's leading? I have, I've read you some scriptures, but let me just talk to you from my heart. The, the last few minutes that I have here, I want you to grow closer, more intimate to the Word of God. I want you to really sell out to the Word. The Word is the is the eternal foundation for success. The word of God is. Don't worry. Don't compare yourself. Don't, don't, wor- don't you worry about it. The word will always come through. Yes. The word will always come through. Yes. No matter how long it takes, the word will always come through. Yes. The word will always come through. Yes. The word will always come through. Oh, I learned very early in life. Man is man and God is God. Yes. I remember one time we had just we had been married for just about maybe a couple of months or so, a couple maybe a couple of months. I don't know, maybe a few, I don't know. You probably remember this better than I do. A couple of months of I don't know, two, three, four months or five months or whatever. And my father, who I love with all my heart, came to visit. We were in the mission field, far away from where we lived. This is a very strange story. And if you never liked me, you will like me less after I share this story with you. But it happened, and I'm going to tell you why. And my father, who I love with all my heart, I mean, my father, my, my father before he went to heaven was, was really, I mean, he was my greatest cheerleader. I could never do wrong. Before my father. If somebody came and told my father, your son did, your son, he said, it's not true. He didn't. He did the opposite. (laughs) He loved me and I loved him. But, you know, two or three weeks or so, two or three months or four months after we were wedded, he came to visit us in our mission field and we were glad to have him and he was there around us. But here we were. Just trying to find our feet. We had just been married. You know, I didn't know my right from my left. I couldn't even provide for our family. I didn't, we didn't have anything. And here came my father. And he was there for a few days. And uh, after, remember, we're newly married. We're still trying to learn. We don't, you know, after a few days. And what does that do? Right? In our culture, when, when your son marries and brings in a wife into the family, that wife becomes both your daughter as well as your caretaker. That's my culture. And I was the first one getting married. So, after a while, there were no dates given. There was no, but after a while, it started dawning on me. I'll go, go to work, come back, go to... It started dawning on me. It doesn't look like my dad has a plan to leave. He was really enjoying the life. I mean, you know, every morning before he wakes up, before my wife went to work, she would have put breakfast, cover it. You know, all of us would go to work, he would get up, he will sit, he will have fun, enjoy himself. 
By the time we come back, you know, she'll go real quick. And, you know, the son, what's my job? My, my, I'm very busy, right? I just do my, my ministry work. But the pressure is on, on the wife. She comes home before she even has any time to rest, to do, she's, you know, she has to cook the food. She has to do this. By the time I come home later in the evening, oh, dinner. Daddy has, she's had, he's had dinner. He's sitting there, he's watching, you know, he's having fun. Ah! One day, I went, when I got that revelation, I said, I said, Daddy, when are you going back? He said, he said, going back where? <laughs> I said, going back to where you came from. <laughs> Did you suddenly forget? Did you suddenly forget where you came from? <laughs> It's like, this is home now. It's like, well, you say, I'm loving it. I'm, I love coming to the ministry. I love what the Lord is doing. I love being around you. And, and my daughter, Tinu. And that, I said, Daddy. One more week, you have to go. The Lord is my witness. One more week, you have to go. I saw he was not taking it serious. He was not making any plans. I, I, I told Pastor, she, she has to say the right things, right? She, I mean, she has to, you know, she has to say, no, no, let him stay forever. I said, I went to the bus station and bought him his bus ticket. I came home, I said, Daddy, I already bought your ticket. This is the day you are leaving. This is, ah, Kaode, that's the way you used to call Kaode. That early? I said, that early. You have to go. <laughs> I walked my dad to the station, put him on the bus, loved on him, and sent him home. Pressure. Pressure. Why pressure? Oh, you're my only son? Hmm? This my, the son of the son of my dreams. Look, I love you. You and your you and your family. You just delight. I know it's true, but you have to think about us. This is a young family. I don't even have to provide for this family, and here you are sitting here, and now we have to find a way, and that's putting pressure. But when you learn to walk in faith. I told her daughter once, you know, we're, we're, you were raised in church, you were pastor, but you choose where you tithe. You choose where you tithe. You choose where you give. Don't give to our ministry because you were raised there. No, you choose. You and the Lord decide that. There's no pressure. And she took her tithe. And she gives it to her pastor, the one who pastored her when she was in medical school in Rochester. I'm very happy about it. Because that helps them get the work of the Lord done over there. No pressure. No pressure. 
learning to live the life of faith. It's almost time I got to close here. Let me read a couple of scriptures where Pastor Tino started. She's the one who got me going this morning. Faith is a rest, my friends. You have to be confident in God. That the Lord will take care of you. The Lord will take care. It's not people. It's not people. The Lord will take care of you. So if as a pastor, you, you, know, you, you know, you can never please everybody, ever. You can never please everybody. And I've said this before, you know, when you, when you make this the object of, you know, if it's people, 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 then you have to play politics in the, polit- in, in the pulpit because you need the votes. You need the votes. If you don't have the vote, how are you going to make it? You won't make it. But my friends, faith in God will take you to the end of your journey. Faith in God. Our job is to love people, to love them purely, unconditionally, with all our heart. To love them, love them. Do everything in your power to love people. Love them, love them, like they say in England, love them to bits, love them to pieces. Love them. But don't expect anything from them. Expect from the Lord. Genuinely care about them. You have to believe this. The Bible says they, look at Hebrews 11, 6. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. For they that come to God must what? Believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that dil- diligently seek him, serve him. You have to believe that God is marking your script. You have to believe it, my friends. You have to believe God is watching. He's pleased when you walk in faith. He's pleased when you trust him. He's pleased when you love him. He's pleased when you love his people. God is pleased. Sometimes that delivery is not that neat. People don't, the love doesn't necessarily always come through. But God sees it. God sees your sleepless nights. God sees your passion. He sees your desire for the well-being of his people. He sees it. God knows it. That's all that counts. And sometimes people have to wonder, why is he that blessed? It's because the one who holds all the blessing has been taken account. And he is a rewarder of them that diligent. You, it is not man. God is watching. God is watching. We must never take advantage of people. Ever. Tell people sub stories so that they can give us something. No, we must never do it. Write sorry letters so that people can be touched emotionally. So they can, no, we must never do it. God's people and their resources are sacred. They are sacred. We must never take advantage of the disadvantage. Ever. Ever. 
My friends, God is a rewarder. And faith is a rest. When you truly serve the Lord and you truly love him. And you put your entire confidence in the word of God. And you live by faith continually. And love God and love people. And truly, genuinely love them with all your heart. Not love them just so you can get something back from them. No, 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 no. No, no. Genuinely love God's people. When you do, you will never lack for good. You will never lack for good. You will never lack for good. In the midnight hour, God will continually direct your steps. Where there is no promise, God will lead you to a place that is promised. Where there are no wells, God will direct you to where there are too many miracles to tell you folks about. There are too many miracles. There are too many miracles. There are too many miracles. The origin of the miracle is faith in God. True love for his people. And you love his people like he loves them. You get the heart of God. Immediately you get the heart of God. When you love his people like he loves them, you get the heart of God. And then when you believe him and walk in faith, and you you have fidelity to his word, his word directs your every step. Once you find something in the word of God, you know, <laughs> you know, when the law says, do this, you just go and do it. You don't even think about it. Remember earlier this week, actually it was just yesterday, I was sharing with Pastor Tino. Let me close here. I was saying, you know, the Lord said something to me about uh, something, you know, um, something we, we had going on in, in North Carolina. And, and the Lord said, we were sending an unintended message to a group of our neighbors. I never thought about it. I never thought about it. And he said, do this. Go and do this. And go and do this. And, go. and that was it. Settled it. It settled it completely. We were not even thinking about it. We were not even thinking about it. Walking with the Lord is like walking with someone is actually always there with you. He's always there with you. He thinks about things you have not thought about. He takes care of matters that you are they're not even in your mind. He covers all your blind spots. He covers all, all of them. Because you have many. All of us have many blind spots. The Lord covers all of them. That's all he said. You are sending an unintended message to your neighbors. Go and do this, go and do this, go and do this. And, uh, and he took care of it. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. They that come to God must believe that he is. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Folks, enjoy your summer. If you have a family, make sure you have fun. You have little children, take them places. You don't have to spend a lot of money to enjoy summer, to enjoy. You know, there's a lot of resources available. Take them. Don't do like we used to do. We did nothing. We did nothing. I used to be in the church all the time. We'll pray, we'll fast eh, through the summer. 
seriously. Until the Lord sent an old retired pastor, an insurance person, to me. He was coming to do some work and in, in the church. And he got to a point and he pointed at me like he's my father. He pointed to me and said, what have you done this summer? I said, uh-uh. insurance company to do some work for us. And he pointed his hand to me like this. What have you done this summer? Where have you taken your children? I say, ah, my eyes grew big. I say, well, we've been serving the Lord. We've been, we've been trusting God. We've been zealous. He pointed to me again. He said, don't you do that. He said, don't you do that. I mean, the Lord sent that man to me. As you walk with the Lord, so many things happen in your life. So many things happen in your life. Don't you do that, he said. Don't you do that. He said, I'm a retired pastor. I was a pastor for more than 40 years. He said, would you believe it? My children will never go into a church today. They are all adults. They have their children. They would never darken the doors of a church, he said to me. He said, because I made a mistake. When they were young... When they were young, I made my service to the Lord a burden to them. They hate the things of God, he said to me. They hate church. They hate, they hate anything God. A pastor of 40 years said to me, don't you live. From that moment, from that moment, it changed for us forever. Forever it changed. From that moment, I went home. Pastor Tino and I talked about it. He said, I don't know, how do you get money? You know, you have to. From this moment, we will go somewhere every summer. We didn't have the money to do it. We had nothing. We had nothing to do. From this summer, we will will go somewhere. That very next opportunity, somebody came to us and without nothing, they knew, they didn't know anything going on in our lives. Gave me a bundle of money. He paid for that summer vacation. And since then, we have never... Every summer vacation, we have to go somewhere. See, those memories today, they are strength. But I didn't know that until the Lord himself sent someone to tell me. My children will never hate the gospel. They, it is impossible because their lives have been blessed by the gospel. Anything they become in their lives today, they will know it was the gospel. It was Jesus that did. It's no man. Every door that has opened to them, it was God that opened that door. They know, they, there is no controversy about it. It is impossible for them to hate the gospel. It is impossible for them. Wherever they go, they will serve the Lord. They will go to a church somewhere. They will, they will be one of the most dependable people in the ministries they join. They will, they, because they, God, they can't deny the goodness of God in their They can't deny it. Church is not their father or their mother. The kingdom of God is not their father or their mother. It's God. It's, it's, it's the gospel. 
and they know God. They are not God's grandchildren. They are God's children. In fact, recently the Lord said to us, Do you, did you forget those are my children? You were just a custodian, a steward for a few years. Did you forget? Like sometimes parents forget. We want to teach God how to take care of our children. God, don't you forget. Or oh, you remember that? With, uh, God says, shush, would you? Would you keep quiet and get out of my way? Did you forget these are my children? I just gave them to you for a few years to take care of them. I can do far better for these children than you will ever imagine in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Let's give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead and bless the name of the Lord. He's a good God. He's a good Father. He's precious. He's awesome. He's faithful. Hallelujah. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. Glory, 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 glory. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, go ahead and strengthen your faith in God. Go ahead and strengthen your commitment to the word of God. Go ahead and strengthen your commitment to the word of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We magnify your holy name. We exalt and adore you. You are worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for being so good to us. Thank you for loving your people. Thank you for being so good to them. Lord, out of nothing, you do everything. You make a way where there is no way. The way maker, the door opener, the miracle worker. You never leave them without help, your precious people. How you love them so. How you love them so. When they confront the circumstances of life, you always arise on their behalf. You always arise on their behalf. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being there in the midnight hour. You are always around them. Even when there is no one they can talk to, you are always there. Holy Spirit, you are always there encouraging them, upholding them. You are always there strengthening them, strengthening them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are causing your light to shine upon them. You are causing your light to shine upon their path. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. There's some of them wondering today, how do we go about that? How do we make this happen? How, how do we come out of this? And Lord, you are right there saying to them, I got it. Don't worry, I got it. All will be well with you. All will be well with your family. All will be well with your children. All will be well with your career. All will be well with your ministry. All will be well with all that concerns you. All will be well with your business. You are right there, breathing down upon them and letting them know all will be well. All will be well. All will be well. I commend them to you and to your grace today that you fulfill every word that concerns them. Every word that you've spoken concerning their lives. You perfect all that concerns them. You establish them. Establish them according to your word. You establish them according to your word. Father, we bless your holy name. Father, we bless your holy name. Glory to God. The Lord is, is with you, child of God. The Lord is with you. You are never alone. The night may seem dark, but morning is just around the corner. The questions have all their answers in me, says the Lord. Just make room for me, rest in me, and trust me with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Make room. Make room. I have all you need. I have it all prepared. Your garden of Eden is ready. Make room. Make room. Father, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Shout hallelujah somebody. Go ahead, shout hallelujah. Give the Lord a praise. He deserves it. Go ahead. Give the Lord a praise. He deserves it. Give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a praise. He deserves it. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 